hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan? Brave the Wild is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, Audible, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Double Twist, and bajillions of others. I think I say it too many times, but it's okay. <laughs> great to have you on board once again today, and great to be with you yet again to talk Minnesota Wild Hockey. The Wild played four games this past week and went, well, they went 3-1, and one, eh? Not bad, including two wins against the Vegas Golden Knights. They suddenly hated Vegas Golden Knights. What, what I hate that team too now? Well, I, I guess. For now. Uh, for now, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. When you play a team that many times and there's frustrations, this and that, and you can tell how there's like a frustration between the two teams back and forth as well. It's uh, it's becoming a little bit of a rivalry all of a sudden. It's kind of cool. It might be just temporary, but I think it could, uh, you know, I think it could butt into something interesting the next couple of years here. Both teams are looking pretty good. Obviously, Vegas looks like the best team in the West, and the Minnesota Wild are kind of becoming a little bit of a threat for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, obviously, we played very well against them last week. The five to one game became a debacle late. It was pretty close for most of the way. Most of the way. But then, obviously, we know what happened. And then, of course, the previous game on March the 1st, the Wild were really taking it to Vegas, at least in the second period. Um, but, well, the Wild get 2 nothing and 4-3 to over Vegas. Of course, a 5-1 to crushing of Arizona in the first game and then lost 5-2 to in the second game. 5-2 <laughs> to in the second game. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we split the Arizona series and won both of them against Vegas. Now we're going to we're gonna play Vegas three, or Arizona three times in a row. And then we head to Colorado for at least two. Yep. And then Anaheim, St. Louis, Anaheim. Okay, you get the idea. We actually play only, we play St. Louis only once coming up on the 25th next week. That's interesting. The the next week. Week after next. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so four games to review, four games to preview, but only two teams to preview officially. So that's the easy part about it. Nice. Uh, looks, uh, you, you come out of this week with... A couple of major opinions that the Wild are a legitimate playoff team. Playoff contender, possibly, but a legitimate playoff team. Yeah, maybe playoff contender. We look we look different than we have in the past. Of course, uh, we've had good months of March. We've had good months of February. Hopefully the Minnesota Wild can continue to uh, keep this going, moving forward, and that we are a legitimate, legitimate playoff contender. Cup contender, I'm not sure about that yet. Obviously, early to say. We'll enjoy the moment, as a, a Twitter account told me. A week and a half ago, uh, but that Kapokakinen is also becoming a legitimate uh, a goalie, a legitimate starter in the NHL. Kapokakinen, if I'm going to say it correctly, he is now 11 and four on the season, 2.19 goals against average. He got his first shutout, the two nothing win over Vegas. He looks legit. He he really does. It was a shame he gave up three goals yesterday, but that's how it goes. You give up a hat trick to an undrafted uh, defenseman, uh, free agent defenseman, whatever. Um, well, but there, there must be something there. He got a hat trick. Um, <laughs> one of those type of deals. Uh, Ka- Kirill Kaprizov continues to dominate this and that. And then there's just one glaring weakness. There's always something, isn't there? The power play still sucks. Uh, 7.9. The next worst team is in the 9% range, almost 10%. That's Detroit, who is, you know, Detroit. But they do have a legitimate uh, top line, at least, in Detroit. As bad as the wins and losses are for them. At least they have some guys who can score a little bit, particularly on the power play. And the Wild are one of the best teams in the NHL, 5-5, five and five, so go figure. That's one of the reasons why we're 15-8-1. It also helps to have a very solid goaltending tandem, even though Talbot hasn't been as good, generally speaking. But uh, he'll he'll get it back together again, and that's my belief. And then, of course, 
Kapo Kakinen. Looks absolutely spectacular. I'm very happy I wrote the article about him on Gone Puck Wild. Do check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, the case for Kakinen, basically, that he's the number one goalie, or that he's an, he's an NHL goalie, basically. There's no question about it. Yeah, like, no reason to send him back to the AHL. At least I would hope not. Um, I would certainly hope that the AHL is, is past him at this point, unless it's some kind of a get him back going again type of situation. Hopefully he doesn't have to recover from any type of injury or anything that he'd have to go there for a game or two. Knock on wood. But uh, he looks awesome. He looks awesome. Sorry about even bringing that thought up. But yeah, there's just that one glaring weakness, the power play. It's just, it's strange. It's mind-boggling. Um, we don't have spectacular scores necessarily, but we have scores. You know, I mean, Jewel Eric has 10 goals for crying out loud. What, what more do you expect, right? He got two goals against the Vegas Golden Knights yesterday. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov is now at 7. He's climbing up, climbing up, and he's still the leader in scoring with 20 points. With Jordan Greenway, of all people, breathing down his neck. That's 19. 19 points on the year. That's funny. Marcus Foligno, third on the team in scoring. 16. Seven goals for Marcus. He's just having a, a great year. He truly is. Zuccarillo slowed down a tiny bit, but he's still over a point a game. Obviously, just spectacular chemistry with Kabril Kaprizov, and now they've been working with Nick Bukestad, who's actually been piling up a couple points lately. Victor Arask, Victor Arask has moved on to the third line, which I guess people assume is probably the best way to go with him at the moment. Uh, of course, Jules Eriksenek and, and of all people, Nick Bukestad has moved up into the top six. Kind of funny, but hey, he's he's been okay. Nick Bukestad's been okay in the time he's been there. He's tied with Matt Dumba in points, I guess. I guess that means something with nine. <laughs> Let's talk about the games a little bit, if humanly possible. I thought I had them up. I thought I did. I think I accidentally closed the damn thing. Isn't that just the greatest feeling in the world? Aye, aye, aye. That's kind of silly. So we finally got it back now. The 5-1 to one Demolition Derby versus Arizona in Arizona. Kevin Fiala was able to score against them. That's always a good feeling. He had a... <laughs> he had a well, he had a unassisted goal late in the game, but uh, at least he got something there. Seventh goal of the season. He's been kind of quiet, hasn't he? Unfortunately. Uh, and it's mostly been goals for him. He's been putting the shot on goal and all that, which is good, but hopefully he can get a couple more assists again. He's definitely been relatively quiet this year, which is, you know, it is what it is. Kaprizov, couple of assists. Zuccarillo, a great play from Kaprizov to Zuccarillo on one of those. That was so cool. And then Jordan Greenway, a goal and an assist. He's just continuing to pile up the points, and Bukestad was able to get a goal. From Zuccarillo, that was the assist uh, from Zooks there. It, might have, uh, it was an absolutely great moment. Uh, Brad Hunt even, again, just again putting the puck on that, doing what he does best from up there, way up there on the point, and he just let it fly and put it in there for his first goal of the season. That felt good. It was always nice to see that, and you got to see his great personality after the game. Uh, the Zuccarillo goal, okay, that was the one from Kaprizov, another one of his insane passes, which... Uh, makes people smile all over the state. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Sorry, I'm getting really hot in here all of a sudden. Uh, Greenway, fourth goal of the season. Doesn't pile up the goals, but he certainly does something right out there. Uh, I thought Capo Kakinen was going to get his shutout, but it didn't happen. Clayton Keller was able to score fairly early, or early in the third period, so I was like, ah, but that was it. Capo Kakinen, absolutely awesome in the game, and... At the end of the day, Kapo Kakinen, when all this is said and done during the course of this week, eight wins in a row, which ties him with Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Backstrom 
for the uh, longest winning streak with goalies and uh, second longest winning streak of uh, goaltending history. Fellow Finn there, obviously Nicholas Backstrom had a great career with the Minnesota Wild. Um, and the Wild played him too much, and unfortunately his career dropped off. Same thing with Devin Dubnik, who uh, had a 10-game win streak in the uh, insane season where the Wild won 15 years in a row and are the number two seed in all of hockey. And, well, we are the number two seed in all of hockey. I'll just leave it at that. I think you don't want to hear this story after that in the playoffs. <laughs> like 48 shots on goal, and we get like one goal or something against Jake Allen. That was ridiculous. Uh, of course, not every one of those shots was the best shot, but still, something's got to go in, right? Yeah, what a crazy angle by uh, Clayton Keller, though, to score his eighth goal of the season. He's been kind of struggling in Arizona a little bit. He's certainly not that franchise scorer that people thought he was so far, unfortunately. Um, but no, uh, 10, 10 wins in a row for Dubnik during that insane run. As you remember, the 15-game win streak. Uh, and ended up uh, not getting it done, obviously losing to uh, losing on New Year's Eve to the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's just how that goes. I mean, it's the Blue Jackets. <laughs> they always, they've always been a headache for the Wild. I don't know why, but it's just been that way forever. Of course, we won't be seeing them this year unless we meet up in the Cup Final or something. Uh, the odds of that happening pretty slim. I don't think the Blue Jackets will get there. And hopefully we do, but <laughs> Vegas looks damn good. It felt like a playoff game. It really did. I mean, even these Arizona ones, it's like maybe like a first-round series, and we'd hopefully ultimately beat them. But, boy... 5-2 loss to Arizona on the 6th back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. Like a, you know, college hockey weekend kind of type of thing. Tyler Pitlick, Tyler Pitlick, former gopher, with uh, a couple of goals in this one. My goodness. Um, Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> a couple of goals late on, later on, including the empty netter, of course. His fifth, fourth and fifth goals of the year. Jacob Shikran uh, has been awesome. He had his sixth goal of the season already. He has just been a nice you know, addition to Arizona this season. Obviously, he's been there, but it's like addition from within, that kind of thing, where he's just really emerged and become a, a nice factor for Arizona. Gotta like those uh, purple uniforms, though. Wild, of course, had their beautiful, gorgeous, uh, beautiful, gorgeous North Star colors, which a lot of people do believe should be permanent. I'm actually going to throw in a soundbite about that in a second, because this, this was the game where they were wearing them, of course, and Wild had a nice win last time we wore these, and this game just wasn't the case, unfortunately. <laughs> the, the Kings game when the Wild played real nice, and the Kings had their beautiful uniforms. Both teams here, again, another purple team. Cam Talbot ultimately gives up four goals, of course, because the fifth goal was an empty netter. And Darcy Kumper, yeah, I know, Darcy Kumper, stopped 30, 32 of 34 shots. Awesome game for Darcy Kumper. Uh, looked kind of like uh, Capo Kakinen if it's okay to say. <laughs> I, I hope it's okay to say. Jordan Greenway was the only goal scorer in the game. Bugle and Zach Parisi. That's right, the Zach Parisi factoring in on that goal. <laughs> Zach Parisi. I know. And I have nothing really against the guy. It's just he's been awfully invisible. He's been insanely invisible. I'll talk about that some more in the, uh, the Twitter conversation when we move forward. I could say it now, but uh, I'll, I'll save it for the Twitter. Now I'll say it now. If I can get it to load, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth here. If I can get it to load, that's the hard part. But uh, we all know how that goes in this world. But uh, obviously he's been quite invisible, generally speaking. But nice to see him get an assist. Unfortunately, the Wild wound up uh, not getting very far. Matt Dumba would get the other goal. It was a 5-2 to two game. Uh, felt like 5-1, to one, but it was 5-2. to two. It was a tie game. The Wild actually were up 2 nothing in the game. That's the most annoying part about it. 
Things looked so promising. The Wild looked so good in that first period. So good. And we scored two goals in such a short uh, time. It's going to be another one of those five to two wins. You know, we're going to four to two, five to two, whatever. Maybe somebody will get an empty netter to help boost their stats or get some kind of confidence going. Something. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, damn. You know, at the end of the day, damn. It was just second period on. The Wild suddenly just could not control the puck. They couldn't get the puck out of the zone. And Arizona capitalized again and again and again and again. Just couldn't get the puck out of the zone. Wild power play struggled again, just like it does every night, basically. Except uh, last night, the Wild would get a pretty nice power play goal from uh, Kirill Kaprizov. But um, massive frustration once again. The Wild couldn't capitalize on opportunities. And what more is there to say? You know, I mean, it's just... <sighs> Super frustrating. I don't know why I won't actually show the number, but that's how that goes. Uh, obviously, lousy, lousy power play all season. Occasionally, we'd have a good moment, and then it's like, yeah, and then it's another three or four games before we get another one. That type of situation, but a 5-2 to two demolition derby from Arizona. I think we'll move off that one sooner rather than later due to frustration. Um, well, in fantasy hockey, we'll talk about Kapo Kakinen, and this was before yesterday's game. Kapo Kakinen. Kapo Kakinen, if I hell have ever said it correctly, in the last seven days before giving up three goals versus Vegas to the same guy, the same freaking guy, he was number one in the last seven days in fantasy hockey on Yahoo Sports. Number one. Numero uno. That's insane. Um, wow. Uh, and then number three in the uh, actual ranking, so to speak, number one in, in average stats. Just absolutely sick. Uh, 38th in the season, on the season, pardon me. Still doing great, though. We'll come back to that in a couple seconds. I can actually load it up right now. It's right in front of me. Capo Kakinen, seventh now in the last seven. And in actual actual rankings, he's second. So that actually kind of flip-flopped a bit. And he's 43rd on the season because four goal, three goals is three goals. i got to uh, activate somebody now off the injured list. He's the only starting goalie tonight. It's old Elvis out of uh, Columbus. Elvis is back. He's in the building. Let's keep going. I better shut up and move on. March 8th, happy 43rd birthday to my brother. 43rd, joining Tom Brady in the 43 club. And the Minnesota Wild went 2 nothing. Capo Kakinen. Uh, capo, 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 Kupu. Okay, Capo, Capo, Kakinen. I'm just having fun with it now. 26 saves. Minnesota Wild were pretty stifling. Edmonton was actually even more. I just called them Edmonton. They feel like the Oilers. <laughs> the Vegas Golden Knights were even more stifling. Shutting the Wild down to only 21 shots. Pretty crazy. Uh, the Wild would only get one past Marc-Andre Fleury. He was insane. It was like, this was like Jack Morris versus John Smoltz in Game 7 of the World Series. That's what this felt like. I'm not even kidding. Even though it wasn't that important of a game, it felt important. And it was Kapo Kakinen making a statement, Marc-Andre Fleury making a statement that he's, you know, still an elite goalie, and he certainly has been this year. After being frustrated, you know, and all that last year, seeing Mr. Uh, <laughs> Robin Leonard basically, you know, kind of take take over his job last year during the course of the season, but now it's kind of been a switcheroo. But uh, you know, Vegas isn't exactly the highest scoring team in the league, but they find a way to score when they need to, and that's why they're so damn good. And well, Capo Capo made the big plays when he needed to. Kakinen, Mr. Kakinen, made the big plays when he needed to, made the big stops. Wild would ultimately get 
two goals. Luckily, Fiala did get two goals during the course of this uh, this week, so he actually did add up a little bit, but his assist numbers are so low. Only eight eight goals on the year, but then again, I guess that's good, generally speaking. It was a nice shot, and he's certainly been putting in the effort. He's been putting in the good shots. People have just been, you know, the goalies have just been good on a lot of his plays. This one was awesome, though, on Fleury. It was the only real, like, goal scored on Marc-Andre Fleury, so I guess it might as well be Kevin Fiala. Victor Rath wound up with the assist, even though the play was pretty much 90% Kevin Fiala on that one. He made the move and everything. The puck just happened to kind of get rolled to him from Victor Rask, and then, uh, or should I say, slid to him. Uh, Fiala was able to make the move and finish. Brodine would get the empty net, and Felino and Eck would add a couple of points from that uh, from the empty netter. But it was just a wonderful feeling, shutting down this team that absolutely stomped us you know, in the third period a week ago after the whole Zach Parisi situation, this and that. It was a frustrating time, and then you got to see us shut them out. And again, now I'm starting to dislike them a little bit. I'm starting to dislike the Vegas Golden Knights a tiny bit. Here's my Zach Parisi situation. I was saying Parisi had only 14 shots on goal in February and had only four since returning from being scratched. This was after the the first Vegas game, if I remember correctly. Yes, uh, yep, that was after the first one. 14 shots, isn't that crazy? Yep, that was in. This was after the two nothing shot. He actually had three shots on goal, but only four total in uh, since coming back from being scratched. He actually had three shots on goal in the shutout game, where the Wild won. So <laughs> that's four four shots on goal since coming back from being scratched. But uh, again, solid solid uh, solid effort at least versus Vegas in the two nothing game. If you get the point there. Uh, and then you get the game that was probably the most entertaining of the week, the four to three win versus Vegas on March the 10th last night. Absolutely spectacular. Looked like the two best teams in the West, at least temporarily for us. I mean, maybe maybe we are. Maybe we are one of the best teams in the West. Maybe we are a top two, top three team in the West, and I certainly hope so. Jewel Erickson Eck would get a couple goals. His first one was pretty nifty. You got to like what you saw there. Uh, getting the puck on net and then finishing. That felt pretty damn good. Getting his first goal of the season. Actually, no, this was the one where he stole the puck away. Uh, Shea Theodore was just trying to get the puck out of the zone a little bit, maybe trying to roll it along the uh, the boards, and it went right to Jules Eriksson-Eck, and it was just a one-timer. So thanks, uh, Shea Theodore, 19 seconds into the game. <laughs> Jules Eriksson-Eck with the one-timer uh, taking care of business. Uh, it was the next one where Jules Eriksson-Eck ultimately poked it in for his 10th goal of the season. That put the Wild up 3-1. to one. Uh, That was a good one. <laughs> that was kind of funny, uh... A little bit of luck, sure, because, I mean, usually Marc-Andre Fleury is going to kind of hang, hang on to that one, but sometimes, you know, that's where the effort, that's where effort pays off. It, it, that, that was the best part about it. Uh, the Kirill Kaprizov goal, how, what more can you say? You know, Matt Zuccarello again, getting him the puck, right place, right time, and he put in a uh, backhander just in the perfect spot. Uh, it seems like if you're going to beat Flurry, it's got to be something special, you know. And obviously, Kevin Fiala's was. That was, again, the only actual goal against Marc Andre Flurry. Uh, the Jules Erickson act first goal was pretty nice, though. I mean, that was just a nice shot and a right time, right place. Again, a little bit of luck. Shea Theodore made a rare mistake, a, a really bad one. I can only imagine the frustration there. And then Dylan Coughlin, gosh, Dylan Coughlin, who the hell is Dylan Coughlin? I, I I don't know, he's Dylan Coughlin, and he had three goals in the game. And he actually played, you know, he, he wasn't on the power play, it was just in good times, good places. Uh, 
he's, he's teamed up with Alec Martinez, not bad, obviously, and then even Shea, Shea Theodore, he got a lot of ice time. He was in the right place, right time, and his shot was accurate, and he beat Kakinen three times. Can, can you believe that? Pretty crazy, but he was able to tie the game up on his first one. Carson Soucy, what a beautiful shot, actually. Nico Sturm, just kind of timing it, timing it, and then setting Carson Soucy up for a quick release. A beautiful shot by Carson Soucy. Does Marc-Andre Fleury usually get those? I, I guess so, but he didn't that time, and that's good. It, it was a beautiful shot. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't really a lucky shot. It was a beautiful shot. If you're going to call that one lucky, you might as well call all three of Dylan Conklin's shots lucky, too, because, you know, they were not close to the net. They were out there, you know, on the blue line. You know, and they were good shots. Uh, not all the way back to the blue line, but, you know, they were from a blue liner and Dylan Coughlin. And they were just nice releases and nicely placed. You know, nicely placed, raised in the right spot, and, well, there you go. And apparently there's a tell on uh, Cam Talbot where if you get it high puck side, apparently he's beatable there. So that could be a big problem. Hopefully the Wild can... Uh, find a way to correct that issue. Hopefully that doesn't become a big issue moving forward, but that's been a problem for uh, Talbot in the two games he was in, but Cabo Kakinen was able to get three wins in a row here, and eight total in a row for himself. He has definitely been on an influential run. He's been absolutely spectacular. I really appreciate what Mr. Kakinen has brought to Minnesota, stopping 27 to 24 shots with Coughlin. Oh, to think how the Wild were up 4-1 to one in this game, and almost blew it. Almost blew it. Uh, Kakinen was way, way off to the left. All the way off to the left, which would, of course, be his, uh, that'd be his glove side. And then, <laughs> scariest moment ever is Alex Tuck in the, in the closing 20 seconds or so. He had a wide open net pretty much in that situation, and he missed. He just flat missed to the right. Thank God in heaven. It would have been his left and Kakinen's right, that type of thing. So we'll say wide left, technically for the shooter, and that was Alex Tuck. He almost tied the game up again, just like he did a week ago, when the Wild blew a nice, solid lead against the biggest goal of the Knights. Similar situation, a 4-1 game, the Wild almost blew it again. <sighs> Alex Tuck almost tied it up, and this time we can't uh, harp on Zach Parisi for doing a double shift or anything. It would have just been like, damn, they tied us up, because they're that good. They're just that tough, they're dangerous, they're frustrating to play against, but thank God in heaven, he missed him being Alex Tuck and the Wild come up uh, with a win. Vegas Golden Knights looked very upset after that one. Uh, at the end when the buzzer sounded, oh boy, Alex Tuck and others kind of hanging their head after that one. But hey, that's how it goes. The Wild have been through that kind of situation too where we'll miss shots that you think could be should be goals. Stevenson was holding his head down as was uh, Mr. Alex Tuck, multiple guys just kind of hanging their heads after that one because they almost had it. It was almost, they looked like a team that just lost a huge playoff game, which is really cool. That, make, that makes the Wild look really good. I mean, we made Vegas look like they just lost a huge playoff game. Uh, an amazing feeling, actually. Um, this could be an awesome series later on. Maybe a second-round series between Vegas and Minnesota, and hopefully we would come back, uh, come out of it as a winner and go to the conference final, whatever conference it is. Conference final. We'll call it a, uh, we'll call it a Clarence Campbell conference final at the end of the day since it can't be a West or East thing at the moment. We're the West. We are the West, damn it. <laughs> so, uh, very, very entertaining battle. Back and forth. Lots of physical situations. Lots of uh, skirmishes in this game. There is uh, no love lost between these teams right now. It's 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 brewing. The, the rivalry's brewing. 
And in the old days, you might have seen some really crazy stuff, like Boston, Minnesota, way, way back in the day. Maybe not quite that bad, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, not quite that bad. But it, it would get interesting. There would be a lot of penalty minutes, and I think in a playoff series there, there will be, should Vegas and Minnesota face off in the second round. Because uh, hopefully we don't have to face off in the first. Hopefully it's the second. Uh, we knock out uh, St. Louis or something. I, I don't know. It depends on how things are set up. We might end up with Vegas in the first round. You never know. But if we could finish second or third somehow, some way. I mean, uh, well, we wind up with Colorado or St. Louis and somehow get past them and then and then uh, match up with Vegas in the second round. It's going to be a very, very fascinating series. I got to think. It's looking good. It's brewing. It's brewing. It just reeks like there's a playoff series coming between these two teams very soon. It's like we're just on a collision course for each other, I think, at the end of the day. So, bottom line, the... Mike Madonna award winner for this week is going to go to Capocacan, even though he gave up the three goals and all that. That was a bummer. It is what it is. Zach Parise actually added two more shots. Okay, so now it's six shots on goal since his uh, one-game scratch. <laughs> so, he's yeah, he's played a bit better. He's played a bit better, but he still doesn't look like the Zach Parise we used to know. Uh, he's, you know, he looks like a third-line player who can score a little bit once in a while, and that's about what he is right now. But, uh, unfortunately, his price tag is that of you know, what he once was before. And it's not going away, is it? <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> well, but a Mike Madonna award winner has got to go to Capo Kakinen, even though he gave up three goals in the game. It is what it is. Save percentage was actually under 90, unfortunately, which is because of that, because of Dylan Coughlin, it's all his fault. He screwed up uh, Kakinen's numbers, son of a gun. But uh, good for Coughlin, just boom, boom, boom. His first three goals were a hat trick. His first three goals in the NHL were a hat trick. Wrap your head around that. I mean, how often does that happen? Not very often. Not very not very often. I'm sure they're uh, real excited about that at very least. But uh, he came in a loss, unfortunately, for him and for his club. The James Shepard Memorial. Eh, does it have to go to Cam Talbot? It might have to. I mean, he just didn't have a very good game against Arizona. Um, I don't really think I'm going to throw it at anybody else necessarily in the lineup. I mean, at least, you know, they've been factors, all of them. I mean, even Dumba had a goal. He was solid. Suter hasn't scored in forever, but he didn't look that bad out there. Obviously, Susie and Ian Cole have been solid. Spurgeon, he hasn't scored in eternity, and we'll talk about that in the fan interaction segment. He's been invisible offensively this year, but, yeah, you know, solid intangibles generally. You don't really get a feeling like he stinks out there, but, again, hasn't been a part of the offense, really. The James Shepard Memorial, generally speaking, I mean, I'm yeah, I mean, I guess I'm going to have to give it to Cam Talbot because he had that nasty game in Arizona. It's unfortunate. He got beat pretty bad, but it wasn't all his fault, of course. It certainly wasn't. I mean, the Wild were giving up rushes. Uh, it seemed like we just couldn't get the puck out of the zone. That's why I feel bad even giving it to Cam Talbot. You just hope he can make those saves, I guess. I, I guess, you know. I don't know. It's just generally speaking. That's more of like a team effort in Arizona in a lot of ways, including Talbot, though. Uh, all the while, just couldn't get the bleeping puck out of the zone. With that said, we'll take a break, come back, and preview the four games with uh, two teams again.
And we are back here on Brave the Wild. Segment number two, time to preview the four games. And now three of them will be against Arizona, one against Colorado on the 18th. We'll be going on the 12th. That'd be Friday the 12th, Sunday the 14th, and Tuesday the 16th against the Arizona Coyotes, all in XL Energy Center. Pretty cool, pretty cool. We get to play Arizona three times, hopefully to get some revenge on that 5-2 demolition at the end of the day. It kind of is what it is when you think about that, but uh, yeah. So the injury report, entertaining here to say the least, but if, starting off with Darcy Kemper, uh, lower body injury, left the game on March the 8th, so we'll see what happens there. Lower body injury for Darcy Kemper. He left the game, so, we, you know, that, that could go anywhere. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll have some guys coming back. Marion Hosa. They're showing Marion Hosa here for some reason that he has the flu on April the 13th. Sure. April the 13th, huh? Marion Hosa, huh? Okay, well, yeah. Marion Hosa on April the 13th. Right, 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 right. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Hartman still out since the third with a lower body. Marcus Johansson, undisclosed. Basically, like, he's not good enough to keep him out of the lineup, that type of thing. That's kind of how I feel. I'm going to tell you how I really feel, right? I'm going to tell you how I really feel. Arizona, the Wild, well, you had the postponed one at the beginning. You had a 5-1 to crushing over Arizona last week, and then the 5-2 to demolition from Arizona. <sighs> Just a day later, day late and a dollar short there. Only playing Arizona six more times coming up again. The three here, and then we had three in April, the 14th. Chloe's, yeah, I already talked about that last week. Chloe, if she was still living, would have been her 31st birthday, a cat. 19th of April, 21st of April. Arizona is 3-2 and two in their last uh, five, just like the Minnesota Wild. We lost uh, once to Vegas and once to Arizona. Arizona lost to Minnesota and Colorado most recently. Colorado, so March 8th, apparently, Mr. Uh, Darcy Kemper was hurt in that game. And they still beat Colorado in Colorado. Pretty impressive. Uh, they split with Colorado ultimately anti Randall and they gave up two goals and they still lose the game. Oh, isn't that something? They still lose the game, unfortunately, for Arizona. I saw anti Ranta yesterday, they kind of that look on his eye like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, the teams are, they're, we're kind of equal in certain areas. Uh, penalty kill, they're seventh in the league, we're sixth in the league in that. They're 17th in power play, 20.7. 20.7 compared to eight, basically, with Minnesota. I'm sorry, 7.9. I'm going to give you, I'm going to put it all the way down to the tenth of a percent. 31st dead last in the National Hockey League. 20%. That would sound freaking sexy right now. And again, the talk is if the Wild actually had a decent power play, like imagine if we had Arizona's power play right now. Do you know how good the Wild would be? Do you realize how good the Minnesota Wild would be if we actually could execute in the power play? We might have the best team in the league right now if we even had a, a mediocre power play or slightly above average. 20% sounds high, though, doesn't it? But 17th in the league, go figure. Probably doesn't get that much higher. It's just that there's several teams hanging around that same area with a slightly higher, you know what I'm saying? 7th in the league, go, uh, goals against Arizona, it's 17th. 14th through Minnesota Wild and goals stored. Arizona only 67, and that's kind of their downfall. They just don't score a whole lot. And uh, their, their goaltending is up and down. I mean, Darcy Kemper's what he is. He's hot, he's cold, he's hot, he's cold. Uh, when he's hot, he's really good, though. Uh, he's not as crazy and all over the place that he was in Minnesota. He's definitely became a legitimate uh, NHL goalie over the last uh, X amount of, you know, over the last X amount of years here. 2.4 a poor 7, pardon me, goals against average for Darcy Kemper. Should we face off with him? And I'm sure we will at some point, as long as the injury is not super serious. Aiden Hill has been respectable, but has been snake bit with guys just not scoring goals. He's 1-1 one and one so far for... 
Arizona. I remember like a year ago, Aiden Hill sh shut us down pretty good. 2.24 goals against average. Connor Garland still leading the club in scoring. Clayton, Clayton Keller, part of me, has woke up in a big way, actually. Must have heard my last show, because he's been pretty damn good now. He's up to 21 points. He's been big in the last few games. He's just one point behind Connor Garland now for the team leading goal scored. Phil Kessel, the infamous Phil Kessel. Thankfully, he's not on Minnesota. We're happy about that. And Jacob Scheichren, my God, 19 points. Again, I would love I would love to see him on Minnesota. He was uh, drafted by Arizona in the first round a few years back, and he's looking like a first-round pick now. He hadn't the last couple of years with, like, single points and, you know, single-digit points and, like, kind of in and out, in and out of the NHL lineup. He's looking like a legitimate NHL defenseman who might end up being really good at the end of the day. Uh, seven power play points for uh, Scheichren. We could sure use him on the power play right now, eh? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be really nice. That's uh, seven goals right there, or at least being a part of seven goals. Clayton Keller's got three. Christian Dvorak's got five power play goals for Arizona, and he's actually got the lead in goals, and he's got 17 points. They have some decent players at the top there, does Arizona. They're just, I don't know, it's just generally speaking, they're not they're not executing when they need to, uh, but they're slightly above 500 right now. It's, it's they're, not, they're certainly not a pushover. They're far from it at the end of the day. Uh, they're, they're not Colorado, they're not Vegas, but they're far from a pushover. I kind of like Arizona, actually. They're decent. They're honestly a decent team. I'm believing the Wild can go 2-1 and one in this stretch. I think the Wild win their third in a row Friday night. The Wild defeat the Arizona Coyotes, and Capo Kakinen gets his ninth win in a row. Capo Kakinen gets his ninth win in a row. Minnesota wins 3-2. to two. Kind of a close game. Kakinen keeps them down to only two. Maybe a 4-2 to two win with an empty netter. You know, I always kind of say stuff like that, but I do believe the Wild defeat the Arizona Coyotes. Most likely guy to score, Kevin Fiala gets his ninth and maybe tenth goal of the year, hopefully. Uh, I, I think, I got a feeling Fiala's going to have 10 goals by the end of uh, this Arizona stretch here, this three-game series with Arizona. But uh, that one's a win, Kevin Fiala, with at least his ninth goal, if not both. At Cochran was his ninth straight game. Sunday, Minnesota plays against the Arizona again, again, the Arizona Coyotes. Do we go, can we keep going with Kakinen for now? I'm going to say yes. I think we go with Kakinen again. I, I'm just thinking that. I, I think the Wild go a uh, Maybe we give Talbot another shot. I'm just blanking. He's he's going to get one of these games. Talbot's got to get one of these. Maybe we'll go with Talbot on Sunday, but the Wild end up <clears throat> not winning. It's going to be like 4-3, to 5-3, to three, something like that. Arizona's going to get some more offense in this one. Poor Talbot. You know, I, it's just, I think it's going to be like a bad bounce, that type of thing. Things just won't quite work out. Minnesota ends up losing 4-3, to 5-3, to three, something like that. Most likely got to score in this one. Uh, we'll go with we'll go with Jewel Eriksonek getting his 11th goal of the year. How about that? Jewel Eriksonek with number 11 to get uh, Zach Parise's number, whatever that means. But he'll score, but the Wild ultimately do not win. Talbot and Nett will be snake bit with another unfortunate loss. Just some goalies just have that. But uh, I think eventually Talbot's going to have a nice stretch, particularly coming up here. Maybe he'll go uh, against the Anaheim Ducks or St. Louis Blues when there's going to be a back-to-back uh, -back situation on the 24th and 25th. And we'll preview the next week's uh, games going forward, next show and all that stuff. Talbot will win his 10th game in a row. The Minnesota Wild win the series on the on the 16th of March. Cam Talbot will tie Devin Dubnik for the most uh, for the for the longest winning streak uh, for a Minnesota Wild goaltender in Wild history. He will tie Devin Dubnik. I'm just I just got that feeling. Talbot's going to get to 13 and four. Talbot, I just call him Talbot. Kakinen is going to get to 13 and four. 
Minnesota Wild squeeze by something four to three. It's going to be a scary game. It's going to be a very scary game. I just got a feeling Arizona's going to be a pain in the butt for our goaltenders this week a little bit. They're not bad, but the Wild will squeeze by four to three in overtime. Overtime. Minnesota Wild end up winning. The overtime goal goes to Matt Dumba. Minnesota Wild win five uh, four to three. Pardon me. Overtime goal goes to Matt Dumba. Let's go with Kirill Kaprizov instead. Kirill Kaprizov is the hero. He gets the he gets the goal. And the Wild win the game 4-3 to three over the Arizona Coyotes. Kakadin gives up three goals but hangs on and actually has a goals against average less than three because it goes into the overtime period. And the Wild escape at the end of the day with a 4-3 to three win over the Arizona Coyotes and have a 2-1 and one record versus them. The Lanch, the Lanch, the Lanch. 14-2, and two, their fourth place in the West right now. Fourth place in the West right now. Upper body injury left the game. That can't be helping their cause for Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon, you have J.T. Kumper, who's been out since the 6th. Connor Timmons out since the 8th, with both with upper body injuries. But then you have Nathan McKinnon, though. Slightly more important than those two guys. Not that they're not important, but McKinnon's McKinnon. Obviously, he's like the king of the Colorado Avalanche. Hard, here's a stat you're just not going to believe. Colorado's got less goals than the Wild so far. What? Colorado's got less goals than the Wild. Uh, they're, they're actually, their goaltending's slightly been better because, you know, Grubauer is awesome. Grubauer is awesome. Uh, they're sixth in the league in goals against only six, only 59. Pardon me, penalty minutes. They're very, uh, very disciplined, which is different from what they used to be. Penalty kill. They're slightly ahead of the Wild again, fifth versus sixth. And power play. They're fifteenth in the league, 22.3 versus the Wild being dead last, as we know, and we keep talking about it. <sighs> What's going to happen here? Do the Wild end up going three and one again? Obviously, Philip Grubauer. Grubauer has been awesome, giving up just over. Two goals a game, three shutouts on the year. If Hunter Miss goes in that, we got a shot because uh, we actually beat him last time around. The Wild did. We didn't play that spectacular against Hunter Miss, from what I remember, but we still won the game. Three point five goals against average. I, I hope they don't overuse Grubauer. Yeah, it's too bad they don't have a decent backup. Uh, Miska should be, but he just hasn't been so far. Miko Ratnan's officially leading the club in goals and assists. Tied with Kale McCarr in the assist category. McCarr hasn't been getting the points as much, but then again, I guess he's been out. What am I talking about? He, he missed a significant amount of time, about nine games. Uh, he just came back recently. 14 points on the year, 13 of them assists, and seven of them on the power play. Whew, Kale McCarr is as good as it gets. Might be the best defenseman in the NHL already. Brandon Sod's having a really nice, solid year, kind of like his Chicago Blackhawks days when they were real good. 15 points, and 9 of them goals. Second on the team in goals, Brandon Saad. Who'd have thunk it? But he's, he's, he's doing good. McKinnon, again, has missed four games so far this year, leading the club in assists with 17. But, uh, so yeah, Rackin and Ratnan is now leading them in assists. He's actually third on the team in that category. Uh, McKinnon's been outstanding when in the time he's been out there, but uh, generally speaking, Ratnan has been uh, the most reliable guy thus far this year. Minnesota versus Colorado. How, how has Colorado been the last two weeks, or the last week, I should say? They are three and two. Another team that's three and two. They beat they beat San Jose. That was one of Grubauer's shutouts. Four nothing. They beat Anaheim three to two on the fifth. Lost to Anaheim five to four. Hunter Miska. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. Arizona. They lost to Arizona three to two and then beat Arizona two to one. That's definitely a Grubauer game right there. Hunter Miska. I'm sorry, man. I don't want to beat up on him too much. <laughs> and Greg Pattern has factored in five games and has new points, no points. 
the Wild won that trade, of course. But uh, it's not even that. I think they wanted to free up a little cap space to make themselves a little bit more, uh, you know, versatile, so to speak, to be able to move guys if they need to. That's the only logical reason I can imagine they made that move because it's obvious Ian, Ian Cole's a better player than, uh, you know, he's a better player than uh, <laughs> than uh, Greg Pattern at the end of the day. But uh, who's, who's going to win the game? Uh, should I be optimistic? I'm going to be optimistic. The Wild actually beat Colorado again, uh, generally speaking. It's been an interesting series during the course of the season. Kind of a bit of back and forth. He had a 5-1 to one crushing at the beginning. Wild won 4-3. Colorado won 2-1. Grubauer, oof, tough. That 4-3 win was an OT versus Mr. Miska not too long ago. Uh, he had a postponed game at one point, and the Wild went 6-2. That was the Miska game where we just pounded them. Uh, so we're actually tied. I think the Wild take the series lead on March the 18th, and then after that we'll see what happens as there'll be you know, three more games to go. It'll be an odd number to, to pick a winner at the end of the day. So, or maybe a tie. Uh, Minnesota ends up winning the game. Final score, 3-2. to two. Most likely got a score in the game. We're going to go with Zach Parise getting at least his fourth goal. Hopefully his fifth or sixth for his sake. Hopefully he gets some goals this week and kind of picks things up and gets more in the mix of things. But Zach Parise will get his fifth goal. We'll, we'll at least get his fourth goal of the season at the end of the day. Um... So we're going to be affiliating now with Vigit, not Vigit or anything like that, Vig, Vigit, V-I-G-I-T, but it's obviously two separate words. <laughs> it's an application, follow them on Twitter, but uh, it's an application out there. So what's happening now is you can post about your picks and see what others are saying about games. Uh, it's a month-long betting competition to see uh, who's the best sports better over the course of a month. And bet free coins, win real prizes, free, free, free prizes, uh, win real prizes. Uh, there's uh, great information on Vigit, like line movement, where the public is betting. Now, okay, now this what's really important, though. This is not real money wagering. It's not real money wagering, so please don't think you're actually betting real money. Please don't, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't think this is some kind of a kid thing. This is, a, this is for adults, but it's also, um, at the same time, it is... Uh, it's a very fun, entertaining way to kind of test your skills and all that, and you can actually win prizes. Look it up, uh, download it, and when you uh, <laughs> when you want to say who referred you, Paladino Live, all one word, P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O-L-I-V-E. I will put this in the show description. Please do uh, call me the referral if you could. That would show them that I referred you to them. And to get on board, and we'll have some competitions with our with with all of us at some point in the future. Got to get things really going with that. But you can get started right now, and uh, submit your referral code Paladino Live if you could. It would be greatly appreciated. And I'll have an actual ad at some point. This is just kind of on the fly right now. At the end of the day, I'll actually create an ad and probably put it into the uh, the uh, in between the uh, the bumpers, so to speak, with the bumper music at the end of the day. So that's probably the best way to handle that. But at the moment, I, I haven't created the ad yet. I just kind of got this right now. Uh, we are now affiliated with Vigit. Very, very happy. It's been a while. Been a while, been a while since we've been affiliated with anybody. Uh, hope, uh, hope you enjoy. Do enjoy. With that, let's talk about the prospects now. And as per usual, we'll open things up with Brennan Menel, if humanly possible. Apparently, Dynamo Mints, they're already in the playoffs. And in five games, he has one goal and six assists. Seven points in five games, but he's a minus five. So they must not be playing very well. Minus five for his club in the KHL. 
He had 38 points in 47 games in the regular season. Did Brennan Mennel. Hopefully he could somehow, someway join the Wild at the end of his KHL season moving forward. That would be pretty nice, actually. Maybe they're already done <laughs> at the end of the day after that, being down minus five like that. That's unfortunate. I uh, love what uh, Brennan Mennel brings at the end of the day. Pavel Novak, again, we're going to look at these European leagues first to kind of stay semi-organized, if humanly possible, obviously with some of the, you know, all the different leagues out there and the guys move up, move down, move to this, move to that. I had something up, and now it's, gosh, yeah, Pavel Novak, there he is in the Czech Republic. Uh, I guess, nope, he's on loan to the Czech 2, like I was saying. In nine games, he has four points there. He has only He had only one point in the main Czech league there for Motor Sesk and then HD Stadion. He had four points in nine games. That's in the Czech 2 league. He's kind of been all over the place. He'd even... Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, he's trying to... Yeah, he wants to play in the WHL. He'd been there last year in the WHL, Western Hockey League. The Rockets, 58 points last year. But uh, now he's potentially going there at some point very soon going forward. But nothing going yet for... Pavel Novak, again, he was obviously the draft pick this past year for Minnesota. Trying to keep going here with, uh, look at Hovi, <laughs> Alexander Hovinov. Simon Johansson had picked up the numbers. I guess we'll look at him first since that kind of just happened that way. Hmm. Yeah, he's been kind of all over the place, hasn't he? 11 points. Wow, he, had, he has 11 points in 12 games. He's been on loan in the in Mora uh, with the uh, Desjardins. He had only 4 points in 37 games. But, yeah, 11 points now for <laughs> the Hockey al Savaskan League. <laughs> 11 points in 12 games, 10 of those assists. So good on him. Very solid performance for Simon Johansson thus far. So definitely helps being able to kind of bounce around with the different leagues because, I don't know, certain... certain Outlets don't help, but that and others do. Elite prospect seems to help better when you uh, want to look in some of the different Euro leagues. It kind of seems to cover them all. Um, Alexander Hovinov, he's in the VHL. Or as low as I'd like to believe. Yep, it was there. This thing's popping all over the place. Playoffs, five games, one assist for him. And in the VHL during the regular season, 24 points, 8 goals, 16 assists for Bar's cousin in the VHL. In the KHL, of course, nothing going there. He only had the one, uh, he had seven games and no points earlier in the year before he was moved to the VHL, which is kind of more of a junior league. So, I don't know. Hopefully, Hovinov, hopefully there's something there. A lot of people still believe there is. I'm not 100% confident in that just yet. Philip Johansson. Philip. Phil. Philly. Johansson. <laughs> okay, I better stop it. First round pick. The first pick of the Paul Fenton era that lasted two years. Uh, 10 points in the SHL during the course of the season. No postseason that I'm seeing, unfortunately for him. So 10 points in 41 games as his season has continued thus far for that club. Now, uh, yeah, we already talked about uh, Brennan Mendel in the playoffs and all that. Who's Nadine of the shoulder injury? Ryan O'Rourke has been with Iowa thus far. We'll get back to that in a moment. Um, I'm going to go backwards a tiny bit. Yeah, I want to talk about Nick Sweeney some more. I actually didn't even mention him last week. I feel terrible about that. Nick Sweeney, 27 points for Minnesota Duluth. Is now we're 
Heading into the college tournaments, 27 points, a career high for the senior. Only played 24 games. He got banged up this year, lost some time, and of course, actually, the college season was shorter as well. It's just a combination of things. There were, like, no conference, uh, non-conference games for college teams this year. And the, uh, in the, uh, in the hockey NCAAs, he's already 23 years old. I can imagine him being pretty good for the, uh, the Iowa Wild, and hopefully even an NHL player someday. I'm hoping so. He's a right winger, shoots left, of course, and, yep, he's a multi-national champion, I still believe he should have been in the Wilds' top 20 uh, prospects. I don't know how he didn't get there yet. Sam Hench is dead. Sam Hench is dead. That's kind of strange. Uh, but Hench is a good player. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and, of course, the OHL still hasn't started, so nothing going on with Jacob Golden. Bryce Misley, as we continue to dig around the college ranks, three points now. He got his second assist during the course of time. You're good for him. So three points for Bryce Misley now. He had another... He had his first point in a while last weekend, hoping for the best for Bryce Misley. Hopefully the Wilds still give him a shot in the AHL and he can get going, get things moving in the right direction. I'm I'm a fan of his, I am. I want to wish him the best in a lot of ways. Ivan Ladnia, don't believe he's been active. He's just, he's always hurt, isn't he? He's always hurt. It's like some kind of shoulder injury or something. It's extremely frustrating. Come on, Ladnia, let's go. Let's go, Ladnia. <laughs> kind of is what it is with him, though, isn't it? kind of tempted to check on something though now I'm curious but he's been yeah it's been it's been a big bummer it really has for Ladnia it seems like he's always out yeah AHL and hasn't gotten anything going I believe he played a year a little bit yeah 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 he did play in the KHL for a little while I remember that earlier uh, only seven points in that in that league when he came to the AHL after that uh, he actually left so he was just getting lowered it was obviously not a contract McMenel was there for the whole year at the very least. <sighs> Just one of those things. One of those things. Sam Henches, let's talk about him now. Again, uh, St. Cloud State's again, kind of becoming one of the powerhouses again in college hockey, but not as good as the Gophers yet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The Gophers moved up to the third, fourth, so to speak. Hopefully the Gophers can get to the Frozen Four again. That's my hope. 15 points for Sam Henches. Definitely a quieter year, but they again have played less games. Uh, seven goals, eight assists on the year for young Sam Henches. Will, will he come to Iowa, or will he uh, play in his senior year? I'm guessing he'll play his senior year. Just my guess. Jack McBain, he's already in his junior year. That's weird. But yeah, 19 points in 21 games. Again, significantly less games than last year. I'm going to keep saying that about everybody. Maybe uh, you get the idea by now. Almost a point a game for uh, Mr. Jack McBain. He's been freaking awesome, to be quite honest. So now we'll keep looking at the different college players. And then, of course, wrap up with uh, Iowa. We kind of go back and forth with that. Philip Lindbergh, of course, I love talking about goaltenders. Didn't have as great a week in terms of the goals against and all that, but still 1.61. He certainly didn't hurt himself too much either. Save percentage just under 94%. 4-1 on the year. Philip Lindbergh still just being outstanding for UMass Amherst in nine games. 4-1-4, four, 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 actually, yeah. So we had those ties, so to speak, in college hockey, which could also be called an overtime loss, unfortunately. 1.61 goals against average. Still just been dazzling and sparkling for UMass Amherst. Uh, Nikita Nesterenko playing for that outstanding Boston College team. 18 points in 21 games. Of course, again, now we're heading into the tournament. So these should all be pretty much final stats for regular season. And we'll look at the postseason going forward. <sighs> Unfortunately, yeah, Marshall Warren, he almost caught last season's point total in much less games, of course. Like I keep saying, only 20 games, two goals and seven assists, nine points so far, but a plus 16 on the season. Marshall Warren, very solid. Boston College again. Guskov, 
He's been in the KHL. Maybe we'll go back to him in a little bit. That's probably not accurate numbers there. Uh, again, he's probably been moved around, and that's kind of how it goes. This is what kind of throws me off sometimes with some of these European players, is you have to kind of dig a little bit to get the accurate statistics that they've had during the course of the season. And the way this thing just keeps bouncing and bouncing, it's extremely frustrating because uh, another ad pops up, so it moves the whole page. Guskov, again, another Russian player. Obviously love what those guys have brought to this organization thus far in the MHL. The MHL, yep, I remember now, 10 points in 14 games. Not sure if he's out of the playoffs or what the story is there because those numbers sound familiar. So maybe his regular season is over for the time being. He played one game in the VHL as well. Not much going there. And two games in the KHL and not much going there. Decent in the MHL, though. Definitely putting up some numbers in that place. So good for him. <clears throat> Adam Beckman. Have they started playing yet? Nope. Still in the... Has not officially started for the WHL just yet. Three points in the seven games in the AHL. Those are his, pretty much his numbers now for the AHL for this season. Most likely he'll be back in juniors. Hunter Jones had a more respectable game recently. I believe he only gave up three goals. So his goals against average plummets down to 6.29. So a little better than that nine nonsense before. Felt bad for the poor guy. He's been in four games for the Iowa Wild. Oh, and three, oh, three and a tie so far for the Iowa Wild. That must have been that lower scoring game, the tie. So at least he got that going for him. Sorry for this, Hunter Jones. Sorry for the sorry for the crap you've been through in the AHL. Of course, on the Wild went through that COVID outbreak. They lost, uh, I, the Iowa Wild lost half of their players. Tough, tough situation for Hunter Jones. I can't even imagine. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, Mr. Mr. First off played in his first game in forever, and he got another point. Uh, ninth assist, 12, point, 12 goals. Or excuse me, 12 games, 12 points. So first off, continues to be a point-a-game player for the University of Connecticut. Finally got in another game. He missed so many. Matt Boldy, the big, the, the main attraction there in Boston College, over a point a game. 24 points in 19 games. 10 goals. 10 goals for Matt Boldy. Strong, strong sophomore year for him. Still didn't reach his point total from the year before, but we all know why. I'll say it for the 19th time. So many less games during the course of the season. Ryan O'Rourke. Ryan O'Rourke. Only 1.1 assist. And he's a minus 8 for the Iowa Wildest. That's where we're heading now. He's the leadoff guy. Gabriel Dumont has been the main guy. He's the Cal O'Reilly thus far this year for the Iowa Wild. Kalen Addison had another 3-assist game. He's had two 3-assist games. He's probably the best overall player on the Iowa Wild right now with 8 assists. There are 8 total points in only 7 games. And age 20. Kalen Addison. Extremely, extremely exciting future for him for Minnesota. There's just got to be an open spot for him in the Minnesota Wild, and of course he has to officially be ready for National Hockey League play. Mason Shaw continues to be a point-of-game player. He's like he's in one game and he's out one game. He's in one game, he's out one game. <laughs> but he's he's very productive in the time he plays. At least he's not getting injured, and I'm happy about that. Stay healthy, please. Mason Shaw, if you could do that. Damian Giroux has been solid most of the year. Connor DeWeer is, well, he's, he's had a strong season. Eight points in only ten games. He's been very strong. Is he the number? Uh, he's, he's a top six center, basically, for the Iowa Wild. Mason Shaw's in some games, out some games, like I've been saying. Sokolov, after a strong start, he's only got four points now in the ten games he's played. Three of them goals. Damian Giroux quietly catching up a bit after a very quiet year last year in the AHL. He's at a half a point a game, five and ten. Louis Belpedio, only four games and one assist. Very, very disappointing start for him, of course. 
And of course, he was also with the Minnesota Wild Taxi Squad for an extended period. That's why the, the minimal games. Uh, so it's not injury-related. And Derek Baribo, 3-1 on the year, 2.36 goals against average, not a single shutout for Iowa. Definitely not having the strong season they did last year, but I'm sure every minor league organization is messed up in a big way right now with the taxi squads, and this guy's in, this guy's out, this guy's in, this guy's out. But uh, certain teams are winning, and unfortunately the Iowa team is not thus far, unfortunately. So that'll conclude the <laughs> the prospect conversation. We'll lead off the next segment, fan interaction, with something Judd Zolgad had to say. Judd Zolgad had to say on his show, Mackie, Judd, uh, Mackie and Judd coming forward. reverse retro jerseys permanent and design a dark one that they can wear for home games and all they have to do is change the numbers on the back of the white reverse retros to green see i the yellow I, the yellow is too hard have you, to see and and by the way lapanta chimed into my okay. tweet and agreed because you can't see the numbers well enough okay but anyway the jerseys are that good it's easily the bet they've fi- they've finally found a jersey and I know it's it's a tribute to the North Stars but beyond that it's just the best looking jersey they've had like their their name doesn't lend itself to like the forest green it doesn't look that good okay no, it doesn't. like they've come up with a color scheme and and a look that actually is really good keep it it should be your jersey like you've hit on something here that goes beyond just a a merchandising we can sell this jersey. All you have to do is make the colors green because from a TV standpoint, trying to watch at home is very difficult. I can't see the numbers. I know I'm old, but I have gotten confirmation from others that seeing the numbers because they're yellow-based, I believe, make it difficult. I can't really disagree with anything Judd said other than, I mean... The yellow numbers don't really bother me that much, though I suppose maybe for people like uh, trying to do play-by-play, maybe it is tough. I think it looks cool, but uh, if you switch it to green, it's not the end of the world. Can't disagree with that, though. I mean, I think the Wilds should rebrand. I think they should uh, make these permanent somehow, some way, even if it's just as a third jersey, like a permanent third jersey. But if it's a permanent like switch to the, the colors and everything, that'd be absolutely great. I think that'd be awesome. Um, I've enjoyed the forest green and everything, but if it means moving to that other color, I'm totally happy with it. Uh, other people think, oh, that's stealing from the North Stars, whatever. Like, you're just, that's not who you are, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. It still has the Wild logo on it, and they're still called the Wild, right? You know, it is what it is. Maybe, maybe unfortunately, you have to get rid of the breezers with the stars on it, but, or maybe you can have it. I don't know, but I think rebranding to that uh, other uh, scheme is good, and I remember the, uh, very clearly... Derek Felska wrote an article about it, Crease and Assist. Look it up about rebranding the Wild product. Uh, I think they should, and it's a potentially very different team right now, especially with Bill Guerin in charge, this different approach, and uh, you just might have some awesome players wearing those jerseys for many years, and it's a completely different uh, completely different attitude in Minnesota moving forward. It's Kirill Kaprizov, maybe a Kalen Addison helping out 
with this team becoming great. Uh, Jewelry Connect, Greenway, and other and others becoming legitimate players for this team. Legitimate, at least middle six type of guys moving forward. Kevin Fiala as a top type of guy, top six type of guy as well. Let's get to Twitter. Let's hear from Derek Felska and others. Oh, always love it. Really appreciate what uh, Derek Felska brings to this show. Encouraging others to join and uh, conversate. Really appreciate what he does. Again, crease and assist. Crease and assist. Is what to look up. It's on the Sports Daily. Uh, this one's not showing them in chronological order yet, but I'll get caught up eventually. Eventually. This is... Okay, I guess we'll go with this. Yeah, March 9th. Uh, Jay Bushy. Is Greenway's current scoring sustainable for the remainder of the season? So far, it seems to be. Uh, so far, so far, it seems to be. I mean, I was questioning that as well. He'll 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 go through quiet stretches. He's probably not going to be. He's probably not going to be like a 60, 70 point guy. But I think he could be a forty-five to fifty point type of guy. Forty-five, fifty-five, kind of like Niederreiter Coyle, I guess. That's the annoying part. You don't want to think about those guys. And maybe he could be a better version of those guys, with uh, but with um, higher production and really being more of a physical factor when needed. Beating people up. Jody Anderson replied, absolutely. I think it's very possible, Jay. I think it's possible. We'll see what happens long term. Thank you, Jay, very much for always jumping on board. Really appreciate that. Uh, we got to scroll, scroll, scroll. Cause, yep. There probably is a way to make this in chronological order, but I don't know. I've tried. I've tried in the past. Here we go. Derek Felska. Has Jared, has Jared Spurgeon's game slipped a bit? since he's become the captain, or am I wrong? I think it has, because uh, he was a productive offensive player before, to go along with his intangible defense and just high IQ hockey and all that, and even kind of quiet leadership before he became a captain, and he was an occasional alternate captain when one of the previous three captains was out, because there's always somebody out. Him and uh, him and Felino ultimately would get those A's. They're like backup alternate captains in the past, where Felino's going to get that right away now. Uh, Spurgeon... Yeah, he's definitely dropped off. I mean, there's no question about that. It's it's a bummer. I mean, he'd been so freaking good before this. Uh-oh, that's the wild coming through. You hear that? That's the wild coming through the Vegas Golden Knights. If you can hear the, the, the train horn in the background. That's what happens when you live by a train track. <laughs> Spurgeon, just four points on the season. Just four. And he was actually stuck at three forever. 23 games for Jared. He's a minus two. Yeah, that doesn't seem Jared Spurgeon-like, does it? It really doesn't. It's because, you know what the real reason is? It's because he's 30. Jared Spurgeon's 30, that's why. Once they hit 30, they're done. No, I'm kidding. Some players, it seems like it, though. Pominville, what the heck happened there? Eh? Um, I might have to... <laughs> I might have to pause my way through this if it gets too loud, and it probably will. You know what that was? Kirill Kaprizov scored another goal. That's all that was. Okay, so I just let that play. Kirill Kaprizov scored... And there you go. Congratulations, Kirill. Here we go. Derek Felska talking about the reverse retros. Here we go. This is what we're talking about, Derek, right here. The reverse retro jerseys are nearly impossible to get a hold of at this point. Do you think the Wild will take the hint from the fan base and switch to a better North Stars colors for good? I hope so, Derek. God, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, I... You know, they just might. And in a quote-unquote pandemic and all this, what's going on when everybody's losing money, everybody's starving for something. I mean, they're just begging to have fans in the building again. They're begging Governor Walls to have fans in the building again, and I agree with them. I'm on their side, 100%, 100%. Um, not just because I'm a, uh, I'm uh, not just because I'm like a rube of a fan, but I agree 100%. Um, and I agree with you, Derek. I think they need to do it. 
I think uh, I think they need to do it. I was even thinking about writing a similar article to what you, uh, what Derek wrote with with my own twist on it uh, about uh, rebranding the wild. They if they're smart, they will. I, I think they should. It's selling. You have a few people saying, "Oh, you can't. That's just the North Stars colors. That's stupid. You know, like that. You're not the North Stars." I don't care. Do it, damn it. <laughs> that's uh, that's my response. I'm I'm all in with you, Derek, a thousand percent. Daniel Woodbeck says, uh, replies to him, if they don't, they are completely missing an opportunity. Yep, there you go. The Wild have had the see this part I don't agree with. The Wild have had the worst jersey for some time now, and rebranding is not unheard of. I wouldn't say they're the worst jerseys. They're not the worst jerseys, but I do think it is a no-brainer to do this. They're completely missing an opportunity if they don't do it. Even if it's a full-time retro, uh, full-time third jersey, it's at least a start. But if it's a, a full-time, full-time jersey, and maybe you have a uh, Christmas color look for a third jersey in the future, maybe you could do that. You could keep the Christmas colors as a third jersey, as weird as that might sound, and then go more of the full-time with the uh, the North Star colors. KJ, Kev, Minnesota Wild says, we live in hope. Jody Anderson says, that'd be awesome. Well, I'm on your side, Derek, and I'm on uh, Daniel's side as well. Though I'm not, I'm not one of the people that absolutely hates the uh, the wild Christmas colors. I don't hate it, but if we can go to the North Star colors, I'd be dancing on the clouds. Well, this is very interesting right here. Derek says it has been announced that ESPN is going to broadcast NHL hockey again. Is that a good thing, or should fans, or should fans, uh, ready to see games dumped so they can, yeah. They can cover the cornhole championships or professional bowling instead. Ooh, yeah, that is kind of scary because we all know how ESPN is. That is kind of scary. That's a good. That's a good thought because when it was NBC, it was NHL, baby. You know, and obviously even they cover some nonsense, some other stuff, X Games type of stuff. But I just can't get into it. I can't just watch people snow, ski down a slope 550 times in a row. It's like watching the same thing over and over. I, I can't watch it. So I can't really get into the Olympics. Unless it's like an actual sport, like hockey or basketball or, you know. Is it literally, you're just watching the same thing a thousand times over. Oh, that one did a little different spin there. Ooh. And then they think they're like the greatest thing in, since sliced bread. And I just don't care. Um, that is a that is a interesting point you bring up there. Because they kind of did that before, didn't they? Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's going to be better this time. I'm not 100% confident, though, about that, unfortunately. Oh, I hope so. I, 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 I hope they're better about it. Derek says, okay, oh, that was Hunter Jones last week. Derek says, why is Ryan Suter still on? Sorry for this background noise. Okay, we get the point now. That's the wild power play right there. Hear that? Jesus. When a train stops, it squeaks. It's just stopped in for no reason. I don't know why they're stopping. Well, there must be a reason. That's the wild power play, though. Squeaking. They need a little oil. Why is Ryan Suter still on the wild power let's play? Yes. Yes. Zero goals. Predictable puck movement. And while he may hold the zone, okay. But we have better shooters from the blue line. If you agree, who would you put on the point? You know? This might, well, probably Brodeen, actually. Probably Jonas Brodeen instead of Ryan Suter. Uh, left shot, you know. So if you want to replace him with a different left shot, Jonas Brodeen, I mean, he's very capable of it. Jonas. And, and of course, I agree. Uh, Jonas Brodeen's actually got a little bit better shot. And you know what? I wouldn't be against this on the second power play unit. Left side. Left side. And I know this would be the biggest insult ever to Ryan Suter, but he's got eight effing points all year. 
he's just not as productive anymore. Parisi and Suter are, you know, quote-unquote, what a third-liner is. And I know Suter's not a third-liner because he plays defense, but you get the idea. He's the equivalent of what a third-liner would be on defense right now in terms of production. Um, Susie, that's what I'm trying to say. Point, long story longer. Susie, obviously he's, he's, he's got a shot there. He's got a shot. Give him opportunities. He actually could probably be very productive offensively. And um, eventually, I think Kalen Addison. Kalen Addison, yep. But uh, for now, freaking Brodeen. I think Brodeen, obviously, is very productive. He's got 12 points this year. He's been very good. Jonas Brodeen has 12 points. He had 28 last year also, by the way. He's getting better and better as the years go by. There's offensive ability in Jonas Brodeen. So it, it's Jonas. Right now, it's going to be Jonas. And then after him, Carson Bleep and Susie. I think so. As crazy as that might sound to some people out there, thank you, Tom Hayen. He shared one a bit back, and of course, last week, thank you so much, Tom Hayen. I always appreciate that. I really do. 100,000% sincerity there. Uh, what's going on here? That was previous, and that's it. That's it for the uh, hashtag BTWMN. Hashtag BTWMN. That's how you get the questions and comments in. I'm going to see if there's notifications, and this time it actually loads. All kinds of retweets, and of course, retweet increase in assist articles, third period surge. Yep, I gotta retweet that. Sorry about that. I gotta retweet that, Derek. He's gonna kill me, man. <laughs> uh, I know I have my show is retweeted a bit. March the 10th. Okay, here we go. JoJo on that beat. See, now I can conversate about what they're saying here. JoJo on that beat. In fairness, no one can watch wild, the wild anyway, unless you were okay adding another streaming service. Um, well, me, I, yeah, I just want to watch it on. I just get regular cable. That's just how I am. I just get regular cable because I'd rather just have it, be ensured that I'm going to have it. Even even there sometimes, though, I think there was a there's disagreement sometimes even with uh, Xfinity, whatever, which is really frustrating. Um, but uh, good point there, I suppose. The whole thing is frustrating. Yeah, I mean, just get it together. You know, I, I wish they would. FSN, well, Fox Sports. It's not just FSN. It's Fox Sports. FSN is just our branch of it here in the uh, Twin Cities and such. Where are the actual retweets of the last show? It just keeps going. There's so many conversations with uh, Derek and others, which is good, obviously. Um, here's an interesting one. Oh, no, that's a preview of the game on the 5th. There we go. Vince Germano, Derek Felska, thank you so much for retweeting the most recent episode. Thank you guys so freaking much. Derek Felska, Western Wisconsin, but Minnesota native. Don't worry. And uh, Vince Germano, out of Australia, retweeted the most recent show. And uh, Tom Hayen shared it. Thank you so much. You're awesome, Tom. Um, looks like Tom Hayen did have something to say here, and I should mention it right now. Minnesota Wild was two... Oh, okay, uh, I, I read that on the last episode. Shoot. Well, that's how that goes. Um, yep. These are from the last show now. Okay, so we're completely caught up. Going to give shout-outs to MNW Prospects. MNW Prospects, I'm officially a part of that site. Uh, juniors are finally starting to get going again. I'm not sure if the Q is, though, or the uh, BCHL, but if they are, I'll be back on the I'll be back on the beat for those for Minnesota Wild Prospects, if we have any in those leagues. I'm not sure we do right now. I might be temporarily laid off from that until we get some prospects in those systems at the end of the day. It, it is what it is, man. I mean, uh, unless they want to add me to some other uh, league or something, help out with another league even the AHL or something, but that's a little, boy, I wish they were playing a little better. That's such a bummer. Um, major shout-out to Minnesota Wild Global and Minnesota Wild Nation. Minnesota Wild Global, Scott Cavendish, the founder of that page, uh, David Kostick, Chance Kostick, Chad Walski, Kathy Main, uh, David Abraham, thank you guys so much for the friendship and the fun conversations we have on those pages. 
and thank you Scott for allowing me to post links to the page uh, to the show on that page also um, Minnesota Wild Nation Patrick Turner thank you so much for allowing me to post links to Brave the Wild on that as well of course uh, MNW Prospects I didn't even mention the names there of course Pablo Bonnet Justin Bakke, really appreciate it. I miss hearing the questions from Justin Bakke. Hopefully he's still out there. Hopefully maybe his, maybe his buddies on the uh, Sound of the Foghorn told him don't anymore. I don't know. Who knows? It is what it is, right? Because we're competitors. Oh, no. Well, so, you know, we don't have to be enemies. <laughs> but I know Justin Bakke is a good guy, obviously. Love him. Uh, he's a part of uh, MNW Prospects, along with uh, Brandon Quast. Chad Walsey helps out, of course. And, uh, Pablo Bennett's the founder of that page. He's from the Czech Republic. Awesome guy. Keeps up with the Euro Leagues and all that. He does such a good job. And, of course, uh, Brandon Quast and Justin Pocket keep up with the AHL and other junior leagues in college as well. They do just a great job. MNW Prospects has been fantastic, and I'm proud to be a part of that. Uh, again, check out the Vigit app. Vigit, V-I-G-I-T. Look that up uh, in the App Store for Apple, Android, uh, Apple or Android, basically. And for the referral code, Paladino Live. Paladino Live. I'll put that in the show description. Otherwise, please write a positive rating, if you could, for Brave the Wild on Apple Podcasts, Audible, or Stitcher. Those are the three that I know you can so far. Maybe other apps allow that to uh, review a show. Um, I'm not sure if, if they do or don't, but I know at least those three do for sure. Please write a nice positive rating, if you could. It would be greatly appreciated. Final thing, if you want to do an audio submission... You're more than welcome to. You'll lead off fan line, just like I did, or fan line, fan interaction segment, uh, this third segment. All you got to do is open any free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet, press record, talk, <laughs> hit stop, save it, slash, or save it, and then share it or email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to zumzar.com. Always really appreciate the service they bring as well. Uh, with that said, hope you have a nice week. Hopefully the wild keep this coming and go Cabo Kakinen.